Hi there, everybody. Welcome to Podcast Gibraltar, the uh, only thing brightening up your day today. I hope that's not true. I really don't. I hope that we're just many, many blips in your happy little sunshine. Anyway, I'm Jason Wessling. I'm hosting this week. I'm also alongside Dustin. Uh, uh, Dustin, how has things been going? Oh, not too terrible. I mean, it could be worse. <laughs> that's a great outlook. I'm sorry that I it, it, it could be triple shield. Oh, that's true. Damn. It could be triple shield. <laughs> double double shield's terrible, but good God, triple shield would be. Can you imagine if goats was still a thing and we had Arissa, Ryan, and Sigma? Ooh, my. Ooh, no. Ooh. No, if it would be run that way, because you wouldn't have any damage. But wow. Sig- I guess Sigma can put out a ton of damage. So 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 better that than you could be doing. Okay, good, 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 good. I am sorry I brought up moods and stuff right away. I did it. I feel like <laughs> I brought it down. I feel like it was my fault. Um, no, that's just that's just my instant response when someone asks how it's going. Nah. Oh, not too terrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. Well, hey, uh, this week, uh, unfortunately, you guys, we have. Ah oh, man, I don't know what we're gonna talk about. There's pretty much nothing except the grand finals of the Overwatch. Fireworks and, and lightning and, and, and Zeus. Uh, Fetty. Confetti. Um, so, yeah, we're going to get to that here in right away, pretty much. But, um, Dustin, overall, how was your weekend watching them? Did you get to watch the finals? Uh, did you get to do anything with that? Uh, yeah, I did get to watch the first two maps at home when they first started. And then I had to go do some family stuff. And I got to watch the last two on VOD, uh, but there really wasn't too much to it. It was kind of a shortcoming. Kind of had a feeling that was coming after San Francisco lost to uh, Atlanta in the first round. I kind of, you saw them, they went 16-0 and in maps after that. It's pretty insane, but at the same time, they played at a totally different level. I still think to this day, if Atlanta wouldn't have beat San Francisco... We probably wouldn't have seen a four zero. Probably would have been a four three. Man, imagine being San Francisco right now, thinking like, "Hey, technically, we beat the champs, so thus through the transitive property, we are the champs." Also, uh, to be the last... Atlanta, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, Atlanta? yeah, oh. Atlanta, yeah. Uh, that that must feel pretty good for them. But you're probably right. I mean, you lose, you lose right the right time. That can make you feel. Like, hey, we gotta actually turn our game on. Game on, and that's what San Francisco pretty much did. Um, I think there's a saying in college football where it's like lose in September, not in November, because if you lose in September, you can still come back. If you lose in November, might be a little too late, and that's exactly what the shock did. They lost at the right time with enough chance to come back. So, oh, very much so, and they ran through it too. It was a breeze. Oh, you know I think what? I'll- I, I was going to talk about some of the we'll, – we'll get to some of the pregame and all that for the for the game and then the actual grand finals. But uh, we get, we'll get we talk about the shock plenty. What about Vancouver? Uh, and actually, no, let's talk about New York. New York fell just short of it again. Like, this is two years in a row. Uh, oh, and the funny thing is, is I thought New York looked a lot better than they have in the past, uh, ter- the past playoffs. Even stage playoffs where – they looked more consistent. They didn't try to change up their philosophies too much. They ran kind of that 
you know, that bastion comp, they lived or died by it. San Francisco just ran into them at the right time, or they ran into San Francisco at the wrong time. That's would have been know. cool. I I was rooting for New York to beat Vancouver. Mm. But that that would have that man that would have changed up so much. I do feel like though, in the end, we did get the two best teams in the grand finals. Am I right? I mean, th- those two were. I yeah, I think we had the three best teams in the end. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. for sure. New York is a clear cut number three. But uh, man, I really man, that kind of makes me want to cheer for New York next year. Like they're getting to that point where it's like you guys deserve a championship at some point, right? Uh, I'd like to see something different. It's just that San Francisco team is so like complete and new york's got a few things that they need to fix new york needs like another dps that can play alongside sabiobi yes libero can do it well i think if they got if they went out and got a flashier person it would be a totally different story i can be flashy i can put glitter in my pockets and throw it everywhere but we'll talk about that later because I actually do want to talk about the 2020 season at some point towards the end of the podcast. So save that for later. I do want to talk about some of the pregame stuff. Uh, it was hard. I was trying to live stream. I had the whole day off. I was trying to live stream some people walking around twitching, twitching it, and there, there wasn't very much I was trying to find. But the uh, pregame, who was it? It wasn't. I want to say Nero, but that's not his name. Zed, is that right? Am I saying that right? Ed, yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm too old to get these kids' uh, EDM musics. But uh, Zed performed for their intro, and I was watching this and kind of just like laughing out loud while I watched it. It was, I thought Zed was really good, and I watched the, the visuals and everything looked looked pretty good. But the crowd wasn't into it. The, the chat was hating it, uh, or hating the crowd. Um, and I just, I want to get your take on it. And then I also talked to our friend Bowen, who who cannot join us this week? Unfortunately, he uh, is being an adult and in his law school, uh, so you know he can get us out of legal trouble if we use some Overwatch sound effects once in a while. But uh, he has uh, he has an opinion on it too. But first, wh- what did you think of the the intro, the Zed, the Zed? God, I sound old. Uh, I thought it, I kind of enjoyed it. I didn't realize I knew some of the songs that he played. Like I figured I would be completely new to his taste of music or his flavor of music but it turns out it was just like top 100 songs dude so. that's so true the first two songs they played i was like oh my god i've heard this song this is in everything um i really did think that was the perfect performer though other than i mean about the crowd not doing it i'm like they're in their seats what are they gonna do just take away those front seats and put a dance floor true true that that's the one thing okay so i do feel like the performance was great he did as good as he could and his uh, guest performer did as good as she could do uh it's awkward when everybody is strapped to a folding chair i mean you're not strapped but what are you gonna do you're gonna move it you're gonna dance around and then move it back um it's also the wrong crowd for it i think next year they, they they need to not go with a musical performer it's or at least don't live stream it it's it's not working out dj khaled and and uh now zed you got two big name people and they couldn't do it who else are you gonna do i i thought the zed performance was fine and i don't think it's necessarily meant for the actual live crowd i think it's more meant for the stream for the people who are watching on stream but as we found out people just like to pick on the people in the crowd for not dancing and getting into it 
but I'm actually enjoying the music before the show. I will say, I was watching the crowd. There was a lot of people sitting down until he told them to stand up. I thought that was a good move on his part. But uh, I mean, it, you're you're performing to a bunch of stay-at-home nerds who play games, so it's, it's true. I can't see you and me really busting a move out there either. So, oh, I don't know about that. We definitely would have had some, you know, adult beverages, <laughs> some in pre-game us. in us. Oh yeah, man. Uh, that's what I was hoping to see on Twitch. Some pre-games at the bars nearby. Uh, anyway, um, but uh, Bowen did bring up though. He he did say uh. It's definitely an awkward thing. I think he agrees with everything that we said. But him and me were talking, and I brought up, man, what if they had, like, a Blue Man Group-esque thing instead? You know? Do some visual shit. Or some visual stuff. We could always uh, uh, do some, like, 3D holograms of Tracer running around. I don't know. I, I, I want to see I want to see it more visual. I mean, I guess you could do that better with just having more close-ups on Zed instead of the whole crowd, too. Maybe that's all they need it- to do. Jay's calling for the left shark on the Overwatch League. That's what I want. I think it would be cool, okay? I want hologram (laughs) Michael Jackson, left shark. Uh, And what is Urkel doing (laughs) these days? We could get him there. Anyway. Um, Cool. So so that was that. Uh, Let's move on to the actual game itself. It was only a 4-0. I had all of Sunday off. I was looking forward to this. And, I mean, kind of let down, I'll be honest with you. I wanted a better game, but, I mean, I'm glad that the Shock won, don't get me wrong. I've, if you had to tell me at the beginning of the match who am I cheering for, it was Shock. But, ah, I wanted a better fight. What did, what, what uh, did you think? I mean, I did tell you going into this, this was probably going to be a 4-0. I know you said San that, Francisco. but I didn't believe you. <laughs> I don't think anyone did. Everybody was predicting 4-3 everywhere I heard. I was like, no. By the way, we need, we, we need to give you credit, and we might have done it on a previous podcast, but you, speaking of picks, didn't you win something on the highnoon.gg website for picks this year? Yeah, I did end up getting first place in the like pick'em that I was in, so yeah. So, and and football season got it got started in like the last two weeks or so. I forgot to make some picks, so I could have ran away with it, but I ended up winning by one. Wow. Oh, my God. What if you would have lost by one? I, would have, I probably wouldn't have been mad because it would have been my own fault. I would have laughed so hard. Um, I was like 3,500 in that pick Anyway, uh, back to the games. Yeah, you, you pretty much called it. They were on a hot streak leading into the finals. They blew past New York, who was probably their biggest challenge. Um, and they came out with the super cool camo jerseys, which I loved. Very clearly, the winners halfway through the first map. Arc took the very definition of what you know momentum is through the whole playoffs, and just ran with the playoffs. They got mad because they see they lost on a C nine, and then they didn't give up a map through the whole playoffs. After that, that is the very definition of running with momentum. So, would you say that we definitely have a definitive champ? Like, like I don't think oh. any more Vancouver. Like, I'm like, no, Shock, 100% number one. I think so, for sure. That Shock team is way too versatile. They have so many different players that can come in and play at different spots. Oh, you need a Ryan? Okay, we have Super on our bench. He can come play Ryan. Mm. Need an Orissa? Oh, this is Smurf's duty. Yeah, we'll just throw him in there. And it's like he's been practicing with the team the whole year. Doesn't miss a beat. And then you have Rascal, who's probably the most versatile player on that team. 
my opinion. Well, and and you haven't even brought up Sinatra, who's the Overwatch League MVP. His Doomfist is spicy. Spicy. Uh, by the way, have we mentioned on this podcast that he uh, he was the MVP and announced that his MVP skin will be Zarya? So Zarya's going to get a cool skin. Did not hear that. That is kind of cool, though. Yeah, that's right. So wait for that. I don't know how... how it's probably going to be 200 uh, Overwatch League tokens, and you're probably going to have to wait six to eight months to get it. But, um... Yeah, it's so probably going to be that. in the middle of the season, my guess would be. Yeah, probably going to be 200. I wish that they would do it earlier than that. But um, anything you want to talk about the specific maps? Uh, map 1 was Lijang Tower. Map 2 was Eichenwald. Map Ooh, I do have something to talk about on that that map 2 of Eichenwald. There was, this, there, okay, there was this play that was made by Architect on the Bastion fascinating and i didn't even know that you could reach so on the third point of eichenwald there's that little chandelier you know oh i know exactly what you're talking about yes it's the use the bastion alt to jump from the base from the, like the little platform onto the chandelier and just scope people out no one could contest him he was unstoppable but i thought it was a neat play i didn't even know you could jump that high with bastion's hole yeah, there's something there with, with if you time it with it's kind of like Zarya or seventy six how they have a super jump. If you can time it right, man, you can get up there. See, uh, I, I saw. I, I'm surprised I have not seen as many memes as I should have. I think I've only seen one, but there's only one meme I've seen where it's uh, what is it? Sia the Chandelier song with Bastion oh, yeah? up there. Like, how is that not a thing yet? But. Uh, I have seen some stuff of uh, my therapist. Bastion on a chandelier is not a thing. Me in real life. And then it's a picture of, who is it, Architect? Yeah, I think it was Architect yeah. who was up there. <laughs> That's just terrifying. Uh, I'm glad well, you brought that up. Sure. That was actually a really close map, in my opinion. That was probably the closest map. I didn't think San Francisco... I thought that one was going to a draw. Because... And then it looked like Vancouver was going to do the same thing that fourth put or the fifth final push yeah no that one went into overtime so that one was definitely the closest uh yeah so it was lijang tower then that eichenwald uh temple of anubis with which uh by that point it definitely kind of felt like felt like vancouver was falling off it didn't feel like they were really able to do much there's not much to talk about there Let's see, I'm looking here at the stats. The shot captured the second point with a 212 time bank. Yeah, they kind of rolled this one. It was closer. Mm. Oh, do, if you they had trouble taking on. point A. They had trouble taking point A on Temple of Anubis. I was surprised that Vancouver actually picked this map. Uh, San Francisco, I think, was 9-0 and on the year on that map. They hadn't lost it. I was very surprised that San, that Vancouver picked that map. I figured they would pick a different one. Well, in an alternate reality, man, if if they beat San Francisco on this map, that's a huge blow to San Francisco. Um, but now I, I think we were talking. We were talking about that. About it. Is it though? I mean, I mean, you could still rally your team to be like, "Hey, guys, nine and one is still amazing on one map." You know, like I, I guess, yeah, yeah, uh, really risky call on Vancouver. I changed my mind. Well, at the same time, though, you're gonna have to do. Oh wait, you don't do TCP again. TCP doesn't get a second pick. 
So it makes no sense to do TCP over again. It makes no sense to pick Nubis unless you thought that that was your best map going into it on this meta. Maybe they did. But I think we were talking about this earlier. I think it was LA Gladiators were down or something like that. And they picked the other team's best map instead of picking a map that they would be better at. Mm-hmm. And I think the person I was watching it was watching it with was like, why would they pick that map if it's not their best map? And I was like, because if you win that map, you are then taking away their best map and you have your own map because you're going to have to play that map no matter what. True. Oh, that's interesting. So why not why not save a solid one for your final one that you know you can win? Go out fighting instead of going out, you know, trying to contest with your own map. Trying not to lose, if you would. I think that that's kind of like the way it is, where it's just like, all right, well, let's let's throw out the best shit we can, and then maybe maybe we can hang on at the end and and make something happen. Like, no, go out confident. I can okay, I can kind of see that a little bit. You could coach a coach a really good like t-ball team, Dustin. I just want you to know you motivated oh, I, me right there. I was always I was always a better coach than I was a player. I can agree with that. Um, moving on to map four, uh, Watchpoint Gibraltar. Uh, I'm looking here through like some of the summary, and at this point, I remember just watching it, just being like, "When's it gonna happen?" Uh, but man, by, by map four, Watchpoint Gibraltar. Do you have any takes on that one? Because because it looks like Architect was back on Bastion again. Just not much. Uh, not much they could do. This- on this one, they pushed the car. So San Francisco pushed first. They threw. And then Vancouver got their chance to push. And they were pushing it faster than San Francisco was. It looked like they were going to take it. And then all of a sudden, nope. And I still want to know how they got that Bastion up on the edge at the end of point three on Gibraltar. I, wanna, I still want to know how they got him up there. Unless they had a May. Maybe another ult. Um, let's see here. I'm looking here through the summary. I might have to watch a VOD for that because I'm not. I'm not seeing anything here. But, uh, but yeah. No, he had he had free range and he was up there with the Baptiste, so no one could kill him. And then they laid the Matrix. Yeah, the Matrix right in front of him, and good God, he had free range straight ahead. <laughs> There's... Yeah, no, no one could touch him. He was untouchable. Yep. We've been seeing a lot of that in some of our comp games, too. A lot of Bastion play. I hear online that he has one of the lower pick rates, but I just don't see how that's possible. I, I don't I don't think that that's true anymore. Uh, the double shield might be going away with this new patch, but we'll find out. We can talk about that on another episode, though. Yeah, everybody tune in to the next episode. We're going to dive in more with that. I think we're going to have uh, your brother, Colin Hain, on the podcast. He's been He's been all over the forums. He's our forum master. So everybody check out the next episode. We're going to dive more into the actual game and all the updates. Give us a chance to play that meta and so we can understand a little bit more about that meta. The details that you can go look up online if you really wanted to. Yeah, good. But the, but don't tell them to do that. Then they won't listen to my show. Don't oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. No, no, no. Gosh. Do listen in. Don't do not go on Discord and look them up and follow us. Hey, you know you could follow along. There we go. It'll be like a musical number oh, with a little. We will give on. you. 
we will give you more insight than the patch notes will give and it'll be like Slip your uh, your grade school t-ball coach is teaching them to you <laughs> all right so have we plugged the next episode enough <laughs> <laughs> anyway uh going on i thought that the um the mvp of the match was well suited i thought that troy Oban as the grand finals mvp was definitely the right call uh he's definitely one of the most underlooked players on that team he's really good he actually is on my fantasy team that we had that uh we tried with overwatch league and he was so solid i i played him without a question every week in my tank spot um, he was he was always gonna play too, and he's just he's mechanically sound. He knows the game really well. He picked up that sigma better than a lot of the other people did. Yeah, man, uh, we do have to comment. I was noticing that these guys are amazing at sigma already. Like this is definitely like the, obviously their job, but man, it it definitely shows because those guys were pulling off plays. I'm like, he's been out for four weeks. <laughs> what happened? <laughs> Oh my goodness! Um, it's kind of fun to watch them play Sigma, though. Then you can translate it to your own gameplay, or at least try to. Yes, that is one good thing about watching Overwatch League and like professional streamers is where you pick up stuff. Uh, but uh, then uh, yeah, San Francisco won. Confetti flew. We got Papa Jeff out there on stage. Um, I do want to make one joke about the fact that it looked like the San Francisco Shock ran up and held up the trophy once, and then they did the whole announcement, and then they were like, all right, go pick it up. And all of them were like, we already did that, though. <laughs> so, But they did it again <laughs> just for the photos and everything. Oh, yeah, no, I saw that, too. I was like, wait, they're a little hesitant? And then Danny in the interview with Choi Obin had to say, well, I got permission to give the mic to the MVP. <sighs> <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was so funny. Somebody finally got to hold the mic. In case... I thought it was perfect because everybody always wants to hold the mic. So just let them hold it instead of just awkwardly having two people on the mic. Well, you know, give it to give it to them. Let them talk. They'll give it right back. I, I can say this from uh, somebody who is who has used mics as of right now. Uh, sometimes when you do give somebody who's inexperienced, they don't hold it close enough. And actually, I'm talking from experience from a recent wedding toast I gave. It was, it was, it was, I, my mic wasn't close enough. It was embarrassing. It was bad. But, uh, so I can kind of understand Danny's point of view, but there, give the, give the champ the mic. I loved it. I thought that was cool. Cause yeah, all year it's he not... had held it himself. He wouldn't let them take it. Yeah. Troy Oban would do that in every interview. He would try and hold the mic and it's like, just let him hold it. He knows he has to put it up to his mouth. Just let him do it. All right. Ah, it was a good moment, though. By the way, I think that that MVP trophy might be a little cooler than the actual trophy itself. I don't get your hate for the trophy. I like it. It looks like a mini Reinhead, Reinhardt head. Nah, it's it's fine. I guess it's fine. Um, I mean, trophies aren't supposed to be very exaggerative anyway. It's just trophy. You got to make it look good. True. True that. I can agree with that. Uh I do want to bring up, I wrote this down because I thought it was super funny. Uh, do you remember at the point in the Overwatch Finals when San Francisco won the map and the screen showed that Vancouver wins and the crowd was like silent and then then the screen switched to San Francisco wins and the, then the crowd started clapping and everybody went. Do you remember that point? Or, or were you? Oh, I, I, I must have been oblivious to it because I do not remember that. 
uh, Maggie, uh, the, one of the producers of, of our, all of our stuff, and my girlfriend, she uh, works and does stuff similar to that, and she like, right away was like, I know exactly what happened. There's a dude with a board, he's got a whole bunch of buttons that do different things, and Vancouver wins and San Francisco wins are right next to each other, and that dude pushed the wrong <laughs> button. I was like, all right, a little behind the scenes. I, that sounds totally plausible. So uh, I just thought it was funny, and I thought the crowd responded great when the when the new thing came up. So um, overall, oh, I, I oh sorry, go ahead. For you, speaking of the match and like Vancouver winning, it just reminded me of the like the final calls and stuff. What do you think of Uber and Mister X always getting the grand final? I do like them. I guess I have no- nothing wrong with it. They've been the most solid. Um, I guess yeah, I, I think I, I like they're it. the best duo. In my opinion, they're the best duo. Mm. I, Uber's I, not boring, nor is nor is Mister X really boring. I mean, he's kind of, he's drier, but he's not really boring. But man, some they, of the best calls, some of the best calls in the game. Like he just makes some of the best calls. I, I you know what? I, I guess I'm glad you brought it up. I support it. I think those guys are are one of the best. Um, I, I think keep them, make them be the John Madden and the Al Michaels of the league. You know what I mean? Exactly. That's what I think too, and I think they are running with that. If you notice, they didn't. I don't think they called a single. They may have called a playoff match, but they didn't call very many playoff matches. They kind of just saved them for the grand finals. Dude, I, I didn't actually even think about that, but some of the casters are definitely going to be bigger celebrities than even the players. Like, I didn't actually thought about that, but 100%. Oh, yeah. They do need more casters, though, too. True. All right. Well, hey, Overwatch League, if anybody's listening, one out of the, what, 25 of our listeners, let's get it, let's get it going, Uber. Come on, I'm talking to you. I know I know you're one of them. Maybe. Huh? <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Nah, probably not. Anyway. Um, so cool. Anything else you want to talk about the Overwatch finals? I want to move on to, to uh the twenty twenty season, uh and, and looking forward before we kind of wrap everything up. But uh anything you wanna to say to Ar- Architect who's definitely listening? I mean, in 4-0, there really wasn't, you know, a struggle by San Francisco. I don't know. It would have been nice to see Vancouver maybe put up a little bit of a pushback. Especially because but, they were in the lead for so long. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it was, it was kind of cool because it seemed like Vancouver walked out onto the stage kind of a little more confidently than San Francisco did. It felt like, especially Sinatra, seemed timid when he walked on the stage. So to see him get that first big team fight win, and then they just run with it, kind of showed that they maybe was timid. I did love Sinatra's face when he walked on the stage for the first time. The the shock of how big the crowd was was uh was pretty cool. I also did like you talk about the confidence coming out, the the role and and the pizzazz that a lot of the players had. We need more of that. The, the tizzy the tizzy walk in was the best. Right. Uh, yep. Um, man. Yeah. Uh, same for me. Uh, the best team won. I wish Vancouver would have put up a better fight. Also, I wonder, I, 
Has anybody else not gotten all their Twitch sprays for watching? I don't think I've gotten all my sprays from the game. Oh, I think they were. I think they were an hour. They were an hour short or something like that because the playoffs were so short. So they didn't get to the final hour that they needed uh, to get the spray. It's a. It's a little Hammond, and I think they have Tracer and Mercy on his shoulders, just watching the game and cheering with pennants. I think that's what it is. It, it's pretty close to that. But man, damn it, so close. Oh, next year. Next year. <laughs> but, okay. Let's move it along. Uh, 2020, Dustin, we're going on the road. Uh, there's actually going to be home and away jerseys that, like, actually, like, mean something instead of everybody being in L.A. I don't know what they're going to do with the Blizzard Arena, if they're going to scrap it for parts or whatever. But everybody's going elsewhere. Uh, what, what do you think? What, what are you looking forward to the most? Um, so 2020 is definitely exciting due to the fact that we definitely, you know, we have home games and different cities get to actually see their team with their city title on it. I think that's pretty neat. Good to see, you know, what they do with the casters. Hopefully they add a couple more personalities that they can add to the, you know, the rotation with a lot of traveling that is involved. Haven't. I do hope that they maybe make that schedule a little shorter. End in August, that would be cool. I haven't seen exactly how the schedule goes or how far it goes. They actually have already come out with the schedule. I also have not looked at it too closely. It does look like it's going to be very much like um, Vancouver one weekend and then like for two days in a row and then another two days. So everybody gets two um, sets of games or whatever. Yeah, and I do like that it is just Friday and Saturday. No, no, it is just Saturday and Sunday or Friday and Saturday this time. Either way, it's two days on the weekend. So if you are a night owl like you and I, you may be able to catch the Chinese Korean matches. Oh, my goodness. Those would be the coolest to see, actually, because they take it so much more seriously than we do over here in the U.S. Uh, there's only one guy at work who watches the Overwatch League. Only one. I feel like I really wonder if it is going to be different next year. I think the crowds are going to be bigger. I think they're going to be more excited because it's actually your team name that, you know, like your hometown team gets to play that weekend. So you get the hometown crowd. I think they'll always be full because they only have at the most you're going to have five events, but at the least you have two. So those two events will probably bring in a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine they would. I was even looking at it, be like, man, do you want to travel to a Philly game, baby? Maybe we could go see Philly. I'm not. Who's the closest? We need a Midwest team. Alice? Dal- ah, that's pretty far for me. I'm in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah, but you could meet me halfway. That's still like a thousand miles. <laughs> it's a thousand miles to Philly. All right, fine. We'll argue about this off mic. <laughs> <laughs> Screw it. We're we're flying to London. Um, All right, I'm in. Uh, that actually would be amazing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I'm looking forward to that. Also, uh, contracts expire this season. A lot of people sign two-year contracts, and a lot of them are done, so we might see some shakeups. Who knows? Maybe Miami is going to be pretty good. So that I'm, I'm looking forward to that, seeing some of the shakeups happen. Um, no new teams, so nobody look forward to that too much. 
But uh, speaking of roster flips, that is going to be the highlight of the offseason. I think there's going to be a lot of moves. There's already been quite a few moves in the coaching side. Yeah. Uh, you want to go into those for a little bit? Uh, yeah, uh, Washington canned their whole squad. Uh, High's been adding a few new coaches to their team. Houston finally did away with Tyrong. Thank God that team was horrible. I mean, I know Houston has a lot of fans, so I want them to do good. Don't, but... (laughs) I, I, I know. I just I, I know that like the teams with the big fans, if you can get them there, it's all good. It, it's like if not I mean, I am somewhat of a Cowboys fan, but like if the Cowboys are good, the NFL is good. Like it's one of those things, you know? I don't know. I think I think Houston needs to be good. Give them an America's team. Because New York can't get through the damn playoffs. <laughs> and Boston's all messed up too. Oh man. All right. Cool. Uh, anything else you want to cover on the off season? Uh, I feel like we will have plenty of time to cover that, especially here in about a couple months uh, when there's actual news about who's getting traded. Who knows? Maybe Jonak will be on oh. on Houston. And uh, oh, in a couple months, we'll also have the World Cup, so we can cover that. And then more news will probably come out as far as trades and or pickups. Uh, we'll just kind of let you know as it goes, probably. Cool. Cool. All right, well, Dustin, uh, let's move on from Overwatch League. It's been fun. We've had a lot to talk about. We finally get a breath of fresh air uh, just playing the game. And you and me have been playing, and I want to introduce a new segment where I'm calling, calling Gamer Tag of the Week. Uh, uh, music. Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. It's the Gamer Tag of the Week. <laughs> um, all right, so... I didn't write down the third one, but uh, pretty much me and Dustin, we play a lot of PlayStation. We uh, also have a lot of free time because the queue times are kind of long right now. And we like laughing about people's really dumb gamer tags. So I wrote down two of them. Dustin, I forgot to write down the third one, so maybe you can remember it. But Uh, I probably will after you name them. All right. The best gamer tag that we found this week, the top three. Cool dog, dude. Cool dog, dude. I don't know why I repeated it, but I felt like it was necessary. And the other one is big dick underscore in your butt. (laughs) And the third one was, oh, my dad. Oh, my dad. (laughs) All right. So those were our top three gamer tags of the week. If you guys have better ones than that, uh, bring it on, bitch. Uh, tweet us at uh, at Podgebraltar and uh, send us your best gamer tags. Send us a little little picture of it. That'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah. Other than that, you guys can find us, like I said, at Podcast Gibraltar. Um, this is broadcasting from BalticAvenueProductions.com. So check out that. We have tons of other shows. We have plans for more stuff coming out. Um, let's see. You can find me at Jason Wesling on Twitter, on Instagram, um, on the corner of Lindale and 22nd in, in Minneapolis asking for money, uh, playing a harmonica with my hat on the ground. Dustin, where can people find you? I mean, uh, 
walking aimlessly around Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska, because my Huskers are terrible. Yeah. I meant Twitter, but, uh, but I realize that, you don't have a Twitter. You don't. Other, other than that, no social media. But I do. Again, send us our gamer tags. We do enjoy that. Hopefully, maybe we can get enough. We can do maybe like a little tournament. Ah, oh. be in an episode. Just have a fun a little episode full of gamer tags. Um, I think that'd yeah, be fun. definitely do that. All right, uh, and uh, let's sign off with uh, our our tip of the week. Dustin, what is your tip of the week for anybody trying to get better? Don't be afraid to push the spawn when need be. It's a fun little exercise. I guarantee you, you will enjoy the game more because you're kicking somebody's butt. Um, <laughs> but we've had a few games off. like that. <laughs> you said peel off, then. Yeah, and then definitely no one to peel off. It is definitely advantageous to start up front on the payload maps, though. Yeah, get there. Make them earn it. Make them earn it. All right. Uh, as for me, uh, smile, have fun, say thank you to people when they heal, when they res you, I guess. that That's my one thing. Oh, and as Doomfist always has an exit strategy. Always have an exit strategy. Uh, use one of your abilities. Get rocked. That's true. <laughs> have an exit. That's not. Don't, don't get rocked. Don't listen to him. All right. Bye. Bye.